0: Thanks for listening to our podcast today. This is episode number one of the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast. I was talking to a young lady a couple years ago and she just, I wanted to choke her because of the question <laughs> that she asked, right? Yeah. <laughs> shes We're sitting there and I was helping her with some homework and she goes, Mr. Norman, um, who conquered Mexico? Was it France? Was it Spain? Or was it China? Or it was something retarded like that. Rise Up Mentoring was created to help students get the advice and encouragement they need to successfully graduate and prepare for their careers and life overall. Listen to the conversations of students and successful mentors to become the best version of you. Get the helpful advice that everyone else seems to already have and that you wish someone would have shared with you. Man, are you in for a treat today. This is definitely my best podcast ever. Shut up. I know this is the first episode, but I'm sure you'll still get something worthwhile out of the conversation you're about to eavesdrop on. Because you decided to listen in on our conversation today, I now consider you all part of my family, especially those from Prairie View A&M University located just outside of Houston, Texas. We have one of your very own joining us for this episode. None other than Mr. Carrington Johnson, originally from Oak Cliff just outside of Dallas, Texas, Carrington is a college senior with plans to earn his master's degree in finance and eventually become an investment analyst with a banking firm. Also with us is my amazing friend and sister. She has been described as a college enrollment enthusiast. She has held various roles in college admission with schools such as Texas State University, University of Texas at San Antonio, and University of Houston at Clear Lake. My sister, Miss Hope Young, is a director of college counseling at Kip Houston High School, and my name is Norman Brown, your host of the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast. Let's listen in on the conversation we had. Carrington, what's been your experience? <coughs> uh, I know you're a couple years yeah. removed from freshman year, <laughs> but what was your experience when you first started out?
1: Well, uh, my experience first started now, coming as an incoming freshman in the summer of um, 2014, had a different path, I was in a bridge program that really prepped you for the fall semester of the school year, where most of the freshmen came. But um, you know what I believe is that, of course, you'll you'll be exposed to many new things, many many new different types of people. But I would just say stay true to yourself. Uh, it's not as easy. It's not as easy as it sounds, but. At, at the end at the end of the day, if you just kinda just staying real with yourself and knowing why you went to school, knowing why your parents sent you off, you know, knowing your future goals, you should be able to kinda stay on track and not really get too distracted or deviate from the path that you went on that, that like you were set on. So
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so so you says stay true to yourself, but I'm thinking about the individuals that are probably gonna be listening to this podcast and they're gonna be like <laughs> That sounds real nice and pretty, but what in the world does that really mean? Yeah. Uh, do you do you have a, a, a interpretation for that, or hope? Do you have like what you would say differently?
2: Well, I mean, I can't tell you. Um, you know, I just finished my first class at Kipp 2017, so they're starting the fall semester, and um, you know, they've gone through their first week or maybe two weeks now of classes and getting text messages. Oh, Miss Young, college is no joke. You know, or, (laughs) oh, Miss Young, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, Miss Young, I need encouragement. And and so, like I said, the excitement, you know, of, you know, graduation, I'm going to college, you know, I'm going to my first choice school, um, that excitement is there. And then you step into class or you get that, First homework assignment, you know, you get that first quiz back. And so, um, you know, I, one young lady, I said, I said, you got this. I said, you deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, otherwise, you would not be at Georgetown University. You deserve to be there. You got this, you know, but it's going to take a lot of grind. It's going to take a lot of grit. Um, and I remember taking a couple young ladies to tour Baylor. And they met with uh, a student who went to Kip Houston, and he said something that was just so profound. And I wrote it on the wall in my office, and he said, uh, college is not impossible, but it's going to take hard work. And so I think going into that first year, you know, the excitement, you know, is great, but then that reality hits um, and it's just making sure that students know that it's hard work. You know, okay. you're in your uh, fourth year now, Carrington, and I'm pretty sure you can attest to that it's been yeah. hard work. You yeah. know, um, you find that balance, but th- that yeah. hard work is really what, you know, pays off.
0: So you just talked about going back in time, mm-hmm. right, and, and giving yourself advice. What's the one piece of advice? If you could put in a little time capsule and send it back to Carrington minus four years, mm-hmm. what was the one piece of advice that you really wish you had received?
1: Take advantage of your basic classes. Meaning what? College algebra, freshman comp, physical science—you know, just little um, the the basic classes for freshmen, and sophomores, mm-hmm. easy A's, government, history, easy A's. Um, go back and take advantage of those. Because when you get into your junior year, senior year, you know your, your, you know your higher classes. That's when it gets a little difficult, and you get ha- and you can still maintain a GPA instead of trying to build it. Because it's, it's it's hard to build, but it's easy to maintain. That makes sense. So that's what I. So start
0: off strong with
1: with A's, if yeah. at all possible. Yeah, so, so. give you a some more solid foundation.
2: The four things I told you know a lot of my seniors last year, um, and I told them, I said if you can just. Stick with these four things, you know, you'll be successful Mm -hmm. in college. And that's for sure time management. And that's something you're not going to learn right off first, you know, day, first week. But eventually you have to um, master time management, have self discipline. um, And this is an easy one go to class. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just go to (laughs) class, you know. That is half. You know, the battle, really. Just yeah. go to class. But then the last one is the most important, especially for our students who are first generation. They're the only ones or the first to go to college and mm-hmm. ask for help. When you need help, ask for help. Um, sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's pride as well. Um, I know some students, they get that first failing grade after you've been making A's all through, you know, high school. Um, It's kind of a pride thing, too. But know that the services are there. I told one student just the other day, you know, and and just, I'm going through so much, and this, this, this. And I said, well, you're not the only, and you're not the first, you're not the only student, Mm -hmm. you know, pre-med student that has gone through this struggle. I know they have support services there they have peer mentors there go and get that help you paying for it yeah <laughs> in essence you're paying for it so um but don't be afraid to ask for help and i think from the time when i worked you know on the college side that's what i saw a lot of students that they didn't ask for help or they waited to the last minute mm-hmm. when it was too late so those were the four things that you can you know time management self-discipline go to class and ask for help when you need it.
0: One of the things I, I want to make sure that um, individuals get it right. We hear good time management. We hear self-discipline. You guys got any resources that you point other individuals to to make sure they're managing their time. And, and I don't I, whether time management is or self-management uh, is really what we're getting at with the self-discipline concept is what apps What resources, what websites, what planners should they be purchasing? Uh, What resource do you use to keep yourself organized, Carrington?
1: One resource, the main and only resource I use to keep myself organized is uh, the student planner I get from the bookstores, what, $10? And I write my life in it, Saturday through Sunday. Uh, I have short-term memory don't really, you know. <laughs> so I just know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. And I when and got that planner, it changed my life. You know, not saying I forget on purpose, but, you know, after class is starting like you start getting involved, things slip your mind. And then you only remember when it's too late. And so when I got this planner, I just made it like a routine to look at it every day at 5 o'clock. You know, I write in it if I need to write something down. But every day at 5. When like my day is over, I look at my planner to see what I got to do, what homework, what events, anything, you know, some free time. I just write it, write it all down. And I think it just saved me uh, a lot of times, you know, from getting inside some type of academic trouble. You know, like big projects used to be due now I forget about them and I look at my planner. I remember it, it might be a little tad bit late, but get it done. <laughs> the
0: The level of. Activity in college is so much different from it was in high school. Um, yeah. I just I remember thinking I could remember on my own without a planner, without having something <laughs> on the <laughs> wall that said this is when everything is due. Um, and I think I got away with it for a little bit because I the people I spent most of my time with uh, were the more studious individuals. So they're like, hey, don't forget, we have this assignment. Yeah. that's due Friday. <laughs> uh but the problem comes when that one person you didn't run into them for two days, you missed that reminder, and now it was due at twelve p m and you didn't submit it or it was due at eight a m yeah and you you tried to submit it at eight o five, and that leniency that existed in high school is now gone, yeah, nobody like expects that now they're crying right i I've got family members that have cried. <laughs> Uncle Norman, college is so hard. And, <laughs> and the question always came back. to like, who told you it was going to be easy? Yeah. Right. I, I think a lot of folks expect or think it's going to be easy. And we I just spoke to a college student earlier this week. And that was one of his things was with work. I think he's a senior. And he said, when I show up for my first day of work, my fear is that I'm not going to know everything I need to know. You didn't know everything you needed to know when you started college. Yeah. Exactly. You won't know everything yeah. you need going to need to know on your first day of work. Uh, if you do, call me and I got $10 <laughs> for you right? because you deserve a prize yeah. for, for knowing everything that you uh, need to know on your first exactly. job. So a lot of folks, I just wanted to give them that reminder that you uh, are going to struggle. It's going to be hard. The struggle is real. That's what yeah. my, my nieces used to always call yeah. me up and tell me. And it's just, I, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> now, now stop crying and go get back to doing it. Um, so cool. That's uh, the other thing is my study life. This uh, app that I was speaking to one of my mentees about uh, that. If you're not a big paper person, you can have an app that actually sends you reminders. Um, keep Organize as far what homework is due, which day, what exams you have. So you can program it with all your classes yeah. and your entire life as far as what classes or what days, what assignments are due, what days. So it's an exceptional uh, app that I would recommend to folks to use as yeah. well. With that said, uh, we talked about asking for help. What kind of help or resources did you take advantage of? And then which ones didn't you take advantage of that you wish you had?
1: (laughs) All right. uh, I think, you know, with with asking for help, it comes with your personality type. I'm like a huge extrovert, uh, very social. So it's not really that hard for me to go to a stranger and say or go to a stranger and ask for help or to get advice or to, you know, whatever people ask for. So, um, on a daily basis I'll constantly ask upperclassmen, Hey, you know about this teacher or do you know what books we need for this class? And um sometimes I will, you know, get good advice, uh, sometimes I wouldn't, but um, but things I wish I would have asked for help was um how to take notes, really. Mm-hmm. I was kinda big headed on that I was like, I can remember this. It's what it's intro to business, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I wish I would have known how to take notes and how to take classes more seriously than what I did starting out. Cause you, you know, in class you think you like will retain information, so you don't take notes, you don't read the book, anything like that. And then that first test come, it's like, dang it, what did he say again? And so uh, I did that going out my um, entire freshman year. And so I wish I would have. Um, Got more advice on how to take notes and how to uh, retain information more effectively. That's uh, that's my biggest thing.
0: Right, write, right take notes. Yeah. Write things down and take notes. Yeah. So that's what I heard. I heard with your planner is right? write, everything down yeah. and check it five. I hear take notes. Yeah. Writing things down is going to be huge. Yeah,
1: and uh, I didn't start the planner thing, the, the planner system, until the second semester of my sophomore year. That's when I started that. Yeah, that's when things started getting a little overwhelming, and, you know, a little crazy. Would it have
0: been helpful to have it from the first semester?
1: Yeah, you know, just to get it in, in my routine. Okay. You know, it was kind of hard to start that off, Um, you know, just kind of forgetting, uh, oh, I got a plan to use it. But if um if I would have started my freshman year when my load was light, it will be able – I, I, um, I would have been more able to um incorporate it in my daily routine, you know. With uh, a light load versus starting
0: out with a heavy load. You know? yeah. I think there's something about uh So I know the statistics will walk you through different percentages of you remember so much more when you write things down versus when you teach it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, there are various statistics out there about that, but I think the big power in it is just the focus that you have as a result of writing it down when you're writing you're not paying attention to notifications about your snapchat you're not paying attention to what's going on in the hallway it, your focus is on writing down and capturing what was being said and put it on paper sometimes you don't even go back and look at it but just the fact that you wrote it down yeah. helps uh being able to remember and and recall that information later on when it's yeah. important we mentioned gpa and we talked about grades But I I just realized I don't think we really got a point uh, made the point of why it matters Um, uh, in my personal life. I remember my brother and I uh, went to the same college uh, and I got a 30 something thousand dollar a year scholarship while my brother got a 20,000 dollar a year scholarship. And he was very upset that his big brother got so much more money than he did. And he couldn't understand. We came from the same house. Same parents, the same FAFSA. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get so much more money? And I told him it was because of GPA. And he's like, well, I don't get it. And I told him GPA is basically your, your, it's a competition for money. And GPA is your statistic, like in football yards per carry or your points per game in basketball. Mm -hmm. And when folks are looking who do they want on their team, they're gonna be looking at the GPA. So the higher your score, whether you're talking about yards per carry or points per game or GPA, gets you more attention and more people want you so they're willing to put more money out there. Uh, The same thing goes now that you're in college, GPA is important because now when uh, it's time to recruit and find individuals, uh, most companies are going to be focused a lot on that GPA. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. I want the highest caliber uh, individual that I can get. So, yeah, I want somebody that can interact with individuals. I want somebody that'll work hard, but I also want somebody that's smart uh, If they work hard and they're great interpersonal skills. Yeah but it takes them three times longer to do something because they're not as smart as other individual. And that may be an exaggerated number, yeah. but because it takes them longer, they can't get as much done because they didn't pay attention in class. Yeah. They didn't learn what they needed to do, or they just don't have those problem solving skills. So I really wanted to make sure that um, we talked about GPA and why that's important. Yeah. Uh, one of the things for me, was big. I had two different groups of friends. I had I had the group. <laughs> I had the group of friends that was these are folks that care about school and going to get good grades, and this is who I'm going to study with and pay attention uh, to several things uh, a little more closely with. But then when it was time to have fun, <laughs> I had a whole other group of individuals <laughs> <whole nother> <laughs> that, that I would hang out with. So I, uh, most of the individuals that I interact with now, I I give them the same advice like. You don't have to study with the same friends that you party with. Uh, You shouldn't. (laughs) You probably shouldn't party and study with the same group of individuals. What about you, Ho? What advice do you give your students at KIPP?
2: Definitely confidence. And, you know, at KIPP, you know, we kind of of go above and beyond in terms of, you know, I would say doing a little bit more hand-holding with our students. And, you know, on one hand, that's great because we're making sure that they're navigating that process and they have someone to, to guide them. Um, but on the other hand, um, I have seen where it kind of serves as a disadvantage because, you know, then they're not kind of looking to us, you know. And so, you know, about April, May, you know, I really Focused on just self advocacy, like I said before, that yeah. confidence. Because I told him, I said, Well, Ms. Young, I'm just going to text you whenever I have a question. And I told him, I said, Do not text me until you have researched every other alternative option. You know, after you have taken some ownership and, Well, let me try this office or let me go to this website or let me seek out this resource, then if you still can't come to a yeah. solution or an answer, then you can text you know, Miss yeah. Young, because Miss Young, I got to bring into class 2018, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so it's really kind of letting them know that this is on you, you know, and, and, and you should want to take ownership of this, because this is your time, this is your life, and so, um, you know, at KIPP, you know, I know we're definitely pushing more of our students to just be self-advocates, you know, and, okay. and the thing is, we're there, you know, we have alumni counselors, you, they can always contact me or a teacher. We're there, but I want to make sure that they're able to have that confidence to step on on their own first, you know, and just think of the, the pride. If you do yeah. seek out their resource and you can find a solution, you know, man, it's so, something great.
1: So how does it make you feel, Miss Hope, uh, seeing students transition from a low self-esteem um, personality or just vibe to just someone that's really outgoing and just has more confidence and just an extrovert. As um um your 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 position uh, your position in school um at your school is what again?
2: Director of college counseling.
1: Okay, so being the director of college counseling seeing all these seniors about to graduate, how does it make you feel just seeing a student come from just this, you know, you know low self esteem to just a uh, high confidence type of just energy and attitude
2: it is awesome yeah. i mean i can give you a very recent story of a young man who um definitely has you know charisma you know um he knows how to interact with folks but he 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 has now he now understands that because he didn't really take you know, his academics too seriously. He may have some challenges with some of the schools he wants to apply to. And so, you know, And um, even before school started, he was up there talking to uh, myself and another counselor and just letting him know that you you can do this, you know, Um, and I could still see just a little bit of, I don't know if I have what it takes or I I may not be as good as the next person. And um, he was invited to, uh, interview, um, for, um, an organization that provides scholarships for students. And, um, again, he was nervous and, and I said, you go in and you be yourself, Yeah, you know, go in be yourself, interact with folks, you know, how to do this, but, you know, came back and he was like, oh my goodness, there were so many people there. And again, that whole kind of self doubt, you know, and, um, yesterday, you know, and he's like six foot something. <laughs> 200-some pounds, and I hear him running down the hall <laughs> to my office, and he comes to my office. He was like, oh, you know, and I'm like, why are you running in the halls? And he said, just read the email, and I read the email, and he was invited to the second round. Uh, and so to see him starting, now he's starting to, It's like, you know what, maybe maybe I can do this, you know. Um, And I want to, you know, link him up with, with you and, and just kind of keep that momentum going, you know, because at first he was like, I don't know why, I don't even know why they wouldn't choose me, but now he's been invited to the second round of interviews. For me,
0: uh, one of the things I tell folks is to get comfortable, right? Uh, If you're, I think you said something earlier about uh, using your resources before coming and asking somebody a question. That's a huge thing that uh, I'm a big proponent of, and I love that you hit on that. I was talking to a young lady a couple years ago, and she just I wanted to choke her because of the question <laughs> that she asked, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's we're sitting there and I was helping her with some homework and she goes, Mr. Norman, um, who conquered Mexico? Was it France? Was it Spain or was it China or it was something retarded like that. (laughs) I didn't know the answer and this is a pretty easy one to guess but she's got a 600 and something dollar computer in her back pocket Mm. called an iPhone. She doesn't view it as a $600 computer because she only pays $33.42 a month (laughs) but it's a $600 computer that you can literally ask the phone. You don't even have to type it in anymore. You can say Siri Yeah. Who? You don't need to ask me, but let's assume that she doesn't have the iPhone. Let's use a little bit of common sense. What language do they speak in Mexico? <laughs> is it Chinese? No, no, sir. Is it French? No, no, sir. What? What is it? Spanish. Yes. So, so, which country? Without looking, <laughs> which country oh, do you think? It's gonna be a hard one. Right? <laughs> so, I just—I want people around yeah. me that choose to think. That's it. That that's the only thing I really look for. Can you think and do you like to continue to learn? If you think learning stops at 22, you're not ready for the rest of the world. Last topic, planning. All right. So we we talked a little bit about uh, capturing homework assignments and things like that. But uh, curious, Carrington, do you have any long-term plans like what do you want to have be able to do in three years or five years or 10 years
1: okay um yes as i mentioned uh, mentioned earlier um after undergrad i plan on becoming an investment analyst so right now um after i finish uh undergrad i plan on going to, going to corporate america in some finance role and while i'm in that position um pursuing my MS in finance, my master's of science in finance. And then um, still in that finance role, learning as much as I can about that career field, um, advancing and advancing, and then um, plan on uh, pursuing my CFA, my Charter Financial Analyst Certificate, and then soon walk into an investment analyst role. And so I plan on being there within um, six years, it takes about three years to get my CFA and two years to get my MS in finance. So, uh, in six years, I plan on being in that role. Um, so, that's my future plan. So, um, in three years, I plan on having my MS in finance. Five years, I plan on having my CFA. And then in six years, I, that's when I plan on, you know, being in the role of an investment analyst. It's pretty much it for me. Cool. Miss Hope, Miss Norman. Uh, What's so, all you guys? <laughs>
0: So I, I can my personal plans. Um, you know, I've I've had conversations recently with the VP that I work for, and told him in a few years I'd like to uh, be a director or a vice president at the company which I work for right now. And what that conversation looks like, what do I need to do? What do I need to accomplish? Um, but I had that conversation with them around here's what here's what I think I need to do. What does this path really look like, and it's no different than trying to get somewhere different that you've never been before. You pull up Google Maps or you talk to somebody and say, "How do I get there?" You get that advice, you pull in that information and figure out what is it that you want to do uh that's career wise that's what i want to do um financially uh by forty five I want to have my first you know my first million at the very least <laughs> saved now I've already If you add up all the money I've made over the past few years, I think I've passed that. But (laughs) Uncle Sam keeps taking so much out of my pocket that I haven't been able to save quite as much. But investing, financial, uh, investing from a real estate perspective, I've got goals around that. And then I've got goals even around this podcast. Yeah, Uh, How many podcasts I'd like to see downloaded each month. So what I was trying to get to is... Uh, how did you how did you get to your plans did you just okay did you just uh sit down one day, put pen to paper, and it all just popped up on the paper as you started writing or did you talk to folks what what was your process for coming oh, up with your goals
1: yeah. I really just got this plan not too long ago okay. um one thing I didn't do starting college was limit myself to a this uh, a uh, specific path you know because you learn new things every day. You get exposed to new things every day. You learn about different career opportunities. You, you meet different professionals. And uh, I know I wanted to do something in finance because I, I just had a huge passion for that. You know, coming from a background, a community that wasn't really good with their finances. It's not saying they just made poor decisions, but can be way more wealthy if they would have made better decisions. Um, And just, you know, having the desire to kind of just spread that knowledge. And so um, where I got where I am today is um, just being involved on campus and listening in class, uh, not as far as so I can get a good score on my test, but just learning what's out there in the in the world, in the um, different finance careers, and um, attending many career fairs and not giving up because I applied to many, many different internships, some banks. Um, different companies, you know. And so I got turned down quite quite a bit, but uh, also, uh, you know, uh, got a lot of opportunities, you know, just as much as I got turned down. And so, um, but it wasn't until this past internship when I kind of just figured out the path I wanted to go on. And so um, just being able to, Get good feedback on my work performance and just kind of just, you know, assuring me that I am capable of doing anything I put my mind to, which that's what led me into the path I'm going down now.
0: So what I think I heard you say was you spoke to several other individuals and you got feedback from individuals that you've worked with about yeah. what your options are. Yeah. And then from figuring out what those options are, you chose one that sounded like it best fit you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's similar in terms of just, you know, what you described in a way is mentors, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's been one big thing for me. Um, you know, I've, cause I've been doing this a long time now and I've been able to be blessed to um, have the experiences that I've had because of mentors, because mm-hmm. of um, individuals, not that I met as, once I became a professional, but mm-hmm. in college, you know, and so that, the internships, the networking, the getting involved is a huge role. And I have um, two mentors that knew me when I was a high school senior Mm -hmm. that I still am very close with today in the profession. And so, you know, and then having a diverse group of mentors as well, you know, so I didn't necessarily just focus on you know individuals who worked in college admissions. I had a mentor in financial aid. I had a mentor that was more enrollment management because that was the direction that was the path I wanted to go to eventually. And so it's not just again limiting yourself, yeah. you know, but making sure that, you know, your interests are a little bit diverse and you have other mentors or, you know, professional associates, yeah. you know, in those areas that you can shoot an email, you know, yeah. when you have a question or you want to learn, you know, more about something. Um, as students as well, college students, it may be later like your sophomore or junior year, but I was able to take advantage of going to conferences, yeah. you know, with yeah. faculty and with, you know, administrators at the school and, that would in itself, you know, as a student and you see, you know, you're going to this conference with thousands of people in this certain profession. And so take advantage of those opportunities or if they have student memberships, you know. And so, again, starting that networking um, uh, process as well. But I think for me, it was mentorship. Um, and, you know, I just was blessed with some great connections and, you know, was able to move up, you know, um, in the profession. And had some folks who were there to guide me along the way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, my path, I had a path, but, you know, life, you know, of course, happens and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But because I had those mentors, I didn't have to veer off that path completely.
0: Probably wrapping up here. I'm curious. Hope the uh, the thing that always comes up is pick a job or find the job that you love. Mm-hmm.
2: The big debate. Yeah, I want
0: to get your input on the big debate,
2: you know, I and that is a tough question Mm -hmm. to answer. Um, And I say the reason because of just where we are um, in terms of, you know, our economy and things of that nature. Um, I really think at this point, you want to make sure that you are looking into a profession that is going to be able to sustain, sustain you. Right. Um, Now, years ago, you know, of course, I'm recruiting and college admissions, you know, I'm talking to young people and my friend, what's your passion (laughs) You know, knowing that if you're passionate about this, if you're passionate about finance, if you're passionate about engineering and you seek that out, you're going to be successful in that, Um, you know. And, you know, yes, we know there are some, you know, majors and programs out there that may not bring in, you know, um, a lot of um, the income, you know, um, but I have a degree in accounting. But yet I realized in college or towards the end of my college year, my passion was education. My passion was higher education and, you know, someone helped me along. And I wanted to be that same, you know, um, help for someone else looking to go to college and navigating that process. So it's uh, that's a tough question, you know, but I do believe this. I, I do believe if you are doing what's in your heart and what you feel god has put you on this earth to do mm-hmm. everything else will fall into place not saying everything will be perfect yeah. but everything will fall into place and i have always had shelter food <laughs> to feed my child clothes yeah. you know yeah. and and you know those necessities those basics are always have always been there not been able to you know mm-hmm. do some things that i wanted to do but where we are right now in terms of the country and economy and things that are going on, I want to make sure that my students are choosing careers that are going to sustain them.
1: You said it right. You got to know about that, that field. You got to know, okay, I got this degree, where can I take it? And so, like you said, it's a flip flop, you know, it's not as easy as, you know, doing what you love to do and doing it at a good company, but you got to make sure at the end Your degree is going to take you somewhere. You know, you could be happy,
0: but I don't know too many people that's happy and broke. I had a passion for education, kind of like Hope, and I do other things with tutoring and showing up to schools to be a speaker, motivational speaker, or inspirational speaker, whatever you want to call it. Um, So that's my path on education why because my temperament doesn't allow for me to be a teacher (laughs) if a student bucks up to me i'm probably going to put them in the hospital <laughs> which means lawsuits and end of end of employment I, yeah. so i can have a switch yeah you switch
2: and the students
0: know about the switch uh, yeah
2: so there's there's I love some, the switch there's some environments where you can do those things yeah. and some
0: where you can't and I, I know that uh my my options were going to be limited so this is the way that i impact education yeah. so figure out which way um You know, you can know your passion and just figure out later, this is how I want to do it. Um, So that that. Advice that you had on figuring out your path and going that route. And then most importantly, that that's not the only way you have to go. You can you can you can pivot later. I thought I was going to be an investment banker in (laughs) New York City. I was going to leave Texas. I came down to Texas for a job with uh, ExxonMobil. And thought after three years, I'm going back to the East Coast where all my family is. I'm going to go to Columbia or Warden or one of those top 10 schools. And I'm going to be an investment banker. And everything's going to be fantastic. I'm not an investment banker. I do not live in (laughs) New York. (laughs) But life is still good. So you can go a different path from what your original plan is. And that's what I want folks to understand is don't be scared of planning because your plan can change. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of folks are scared of making a plan because... I might fail at that plan. And that's perfectly fine. I don't I don't look back and say, oh, I'm a failure. I just went a different path. In case you are struggling with how to create plans for your future, visit us at RiseUpMentoring.com. You can find the templates that I use to create my own plans under the tools tab. Whether you're a passionate and ambitious 19-year-old or a 25-year-old hobo at home on mama's couch, we have the tools that will help you make your dreams come true. Also, two apps we mentioned after the interview that I'm sure you would find helpful are number 1. Evernote If you would like to capture your best ideas regardless of where you are, Evernote is what you need. You can collect everything that matters in one place and find it whenever you need it. Evernote also allows you to create checklists, capture audio recordings, and type up reports for class that will never be lost again because your computer died for no reason at all. Number 2. Khan Academy. Khan Academy produces short lectures that make it easier to understand classes like algebra, biology, and economics. If you've ever had a teacher that you couldn't understand, whether it's because they skip over important steps or you're still not sure they're speaking in English, Khan Academy will save your life. Thanks for listening to our show this week. If you want to learn more or listen to other episodes, you can go to riseupmentoring.com podcast. If you have an idea for an episode that you'd like to hear or have a suggestion for who I should interview, hit me up on Twitter at Rise up Mentors or on Facebook and Instagram at RiseUpMentoringUS. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider helping us spread the word by sharing our podcast on social media or writing a review for us on iTunes. I'm Norman Brown and you've been listening to the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast.